Taking charge of your future starts with taking the first steps. And saving up to $30 a month on Cox Internet with the Affordable Connectivity Program makes those steps easy to take. Whether they bring you to click upload on your first short film or join now for an online book club. Applying is easy. See if you qualify at cox.com slash ACP. Non-transferable one per household application and eligibility decisions are made by the FCC. Welcome to Yesterday, Today, and Tomorrow with your host, In Sung Kim. Sponsored by Hope in Mission, LLC. To connect with the show, go to insungkim.org. That's I-N-S-E-O-N-G-K-I-M dot O-R-G. Or listen to Insung on oneplace.com. And now it's time for Yesterday, Today, and Tomorrow with your host, Insung Kim. Hello, this is Insung Kim from Yesterday, Today, and Tomorrow. We are continuing our program with Emily Osman, uh, Vice President of Communications at Susan B. Anthony Pro-Life America, Communicating and Fighting for Human Right uh, to Life. And thank you so much for being with us. Insun, thank you so much for having me here again uh, this week. I'm uh, so honored to be with you. Yeah, thank you so much for what you do. Uh, take courage to in the front line, right, in, in talking about mm-hmm. for life in our time. Yeah, I'm so happy to be here. And um, it's so important that we talk about this and we make sure that we're very clear on uh, the human right to life. And also you mentioned about your uh, pastor's daughter, PK. <laughs> I am. I'm a PK and an MK, too, missionary kid um, um, and pastor's kid. And I grew up about 16 to 17 years overseas in Taiwan. Wow. Yeah. I I am a PK, too. My parents were pastor, <laughs> too. So that's good to hear from you that you're doing amazing work. And also you can speak in men, uh, men. Uh, what's that, Mandarin Chinese? I can speak Mandarin Chinese, that's right. I, I grew up um, from age 2 to 18 mm-hmm. in Taiwan, and um, I went to Chinese preschool, uh-huh. um, and then I learned Chinese and English um, every year in school growing up, and then I moved to the States for college. You don't have any accent. Thank you. I appreciate it. My parents have a southern accent. Um, Sometimes when I speak with them, that can come out. But no, I don't. I don't think I do. I don't have any accent. Sixteen years is a long time speaking Chinese, and but your English completely Native American. So, can you speak uh, Chinese and Mandarin Chinese on some sentence phrase? Oh, sure. And 你好，我的名字是安美丽。that, that's just, I just said, hello, my name is Emily. Oh, how do you say save lives? Oh, well, I think, trying to be pro-life. Uh, so your life, to, to give life to life. The uh-huh. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, they might need a pro-life there, too. <laughs> it's interesting. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know what the, the phraseology for pro-life in Taiwan is I'll have to call my friends now and ask them so I can make sure to have that. <laughs> we can yeah. write it in character. Yeah, but I'm just like you shared it's concern of becoming more and more radical about the abortion in America. It really concerns me. 
Yeah, I, I know we talked about this last week. Mm-hmm. One of, you asked me last week, what is one of the things that really prompted me to join SBA Pro-Life America? Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a few things, but I, I think one of the main things is growing up in Taiwan and seeing the abortion embracing policies of mainland China, it worries me. Um, just in the last few years, what we're seeing in the United States of America, because it's not like how it was in the 80s and 90s where, you know, it was abortion was unwanted. Mm. Um, it wasn't something that they shouted. You know, you hear this now, shout your abortion or abortion on demand or we should be embracing abortion. Everyone should get one. Uh, it worries me that people now are starting to treat abortion as birth control or trying to push um, abortion on young women. And that is not a society which will be successful for anyone. I can guarantee you that it's not successful for the woman who's in the most vulnerable stage of her life, which, Mm -hmm. as I shared, I had that happen twice in my life with Mm -hmm. unplanned pregnancies, or it's not successful for the child who will not be given a right to life and will be terminated. Mm -hmm. Like you shared, and um, you had unplanned pregnant, but still Mm -hmm. you didn't know about the Planned Parenthood for a long time until like the last two years. So how many women out there, like teenagers, uh, or the college or young adult, and they might um, go to the Planned Parenthood, but they don't even know what that organization is about, right? Right. Well, I think the thing is, you always hear uh-huh. Planned Parenthood, but to be honest with you, and some you only hear the you only hear in the media the they give glowing reviews saying, "Oh, this organization is is here to only help you," but then when you start to drill down. And to really look at the background of Planned Parenthood and the money Mm -hmm. that they're raking in off of the backs of women Mm -hmm. um, and our vulnerabilities, it is very disturbing to me Mm -hmm. to know that just in 2021, they made $1.97 billion with a B and that they got $600 million in donations. Mm -hmm. When we know, studies show that women said that were post-abortive that they would have kept their children, but they didn't have the financial resources mm-hmm. or the emotional support. Mm-hmm. Why are we not investing in them? Why are we funneling them to pills and surgery mm-hmm. for abortion rather than, than tackling their individual needs and the core problems? The, the child in the womb and the woman, they're not the problem. Mm-hmm. The problem is the other issues that are not allowing her to be able to keep the child she wants or to give birth to the child that she um, feels like she can give birth to. So it's just really saddening to me that we would rather funnel women to a pill or a surgery Mm -hmm. versus listening to their individual needs. Yeah, to me is very anti-young generation right now, Mm -hmm. not just abortion, uh, in many issues that around it. It's very difficult for young people to rise and uh, have a healthy life. And we're not promoting that. We're just crushing their spirit. And uh, having a child is a blessing. And, and their mm-hmm. their uh, life motivation coming out of that. And they have energy to build their family. If we crush that from the first child, it, da- it damaged their whole being and their future life. Oh, absolutely. I'll tell you something that I that really stood out to me. Mm-hmm. I think about all of the communities and groups that um, culturally in America, mm-hmm. the media and everyone says, oh, it will get better. Just hang on. You can make it. Women, when we have unplanned pregnancies, 
Mm-hmm. That is not the message we get. Mm-hmm. The message we are given is you can't do this. You're too poor. You'll lose all of your opportunities. You won't finish college. You won't get a good job. The guy is going, you know, all of these things. And mm-hmm. you just are so inundated with all of this negativity. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, help the woman because she either has a partner or a parent, sometimes even a doctor, and certainly the American society that is telling her that she's not able to do this. Mm, yeah. Um, absolutely. Uh, losing a first child uh, is not something that we want to promote to our young generation. And building mm-hmm. a prosperity on the top of uh, that uh, concept, it it doesn't bless them. It, it It's not money is comes and goes, but the life is stay there, a woman's heart, rest of their life. So we have right. to understand the psychology. I mean, we're far advanced in psychology, but yeah, we dismiss the woman's uh, emotion attached to the child in our time. That's right. But it, you asked earlier what, what worries me or, you know, what we're seeing with the no limits. What makes today different from, you know, let's say the 80s or 90s or when I was growing up mm-hmm. is that the messaging from the abortion lobby um, and now uh, the Democratic Party is pretty unified. And mm-hmm. it is they're, they're pretty open about it, at least the abortion lobby, for sure. The Democratic Party is starting to become more open about their um, their, you know, what they would like to advance. But mm-hmm. um, the message is you cannot put any limits on abortion you cannot have any restrictions. It needs to be on demand for any reason. Mm. They're not shy about it. I encourage everyone to go to a Planned Parenthood or a um, Emily's List or NARAL. Go to their social media. Mm. You will see this very thing. They tell you who they are. They mm. say abortion on demand for any reason. Shout your abortion. And this is where we are. This used to be, you know, five, ten years ago, uh, more of something that wasn't readily shared. Now it's a requirement. They require that the people that they give money to in the government have these same talking points and messaging and push. Um, I was listening to a New York Times podcast recently, and, and the podcaster asked the president of Planned Parenthood, what week? Give me one week. Where would you limit abortion? You know, what, what, where would the boundary be? Mm-hmm. She said, I will refuse to do that. I'm not going to do that. And we even have both press secretaries from Joe Biden. They've mm-hmm. been asked repeatedly by the press, what is it that you believe? You know, what um, what limit would mm-hmm. you put on abortion? And they refuse to list any. Same thing with uh, Vice President Kamala Harris. She refuses to list one. Um, and I've been in search in song of any Democratic uh, person in Congress and I'm not hearing it. I'm not hearing a single week. Why is that? They should have, they should have something. Hmm. What I, well, I think only thing I hear is reversal of Roe versus is completely shut down uh, the woman's right. There is no provision even in the life and death situation. That's the message. I, I think I hear it. So yeah, probably that, a, that's a big lie. <laughs> there's a lot of women probably are believing that. And that make them really upset them uh, to go the other side. So share about, please share with us about Women's Health Protection Act. Yeah, well, let me just go ahead and say very clearly, very clearly and transparently for your audience, which is every state in America 
does allow for a life-saving measure for a woman. Um, Now, abortion isn't the only way that she can have her life saved, but every state in America allows for a life-saving provision to get an abortion if a woman, you know, needs that and Mm -hmm. wants that. That is available to her. Uh, but like I said, it's not the only mechanism in which that can that can take place, but it is available. Um, and then I also want to say the Roe v. Wade being, um, you know, no longer through the Dobbs decision, something that's never talked about is the fact that half the country, 25 states in our country have pro-life protections, meaning that every state is looking at the laws and trying to decide to as, how they can be as ambitious for life as possible. Mm-hmm. How can we protect the child? Mm-hmm. Um, and also, how can we serve the mother? So mm-hmm. there are hundreds of millions of dollars in funding that mm-hmm. have been given to these mothers, but no one in the media talks about that. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. a shame. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're doing much better than ever before. I think people are more educated, understand. And then as they get older, once they have their own children, they uh, they will understand what the really abortion is about. So it's time yeah. will tell us uh, soon, I think. But share with us uh, about Women's Health Protection Act. Yes, happy to. So all of those state pro-life protections that I just listed to you, Mm -hmm. what we are seeing now is, and I'm here on the ground, uh, Washington, D.C., we are seeing the Democrat Party has put forward federal legislation. Mm -hmm. It is called, um, so-called, the Women's Health Protection Act. But Mm -hmm. in pro-life communities, we acknowledge that it's the Abortion on Demand Act. Mm -hmm. Um, And what this will do is... It is federal legislation that they are put, they've already tried multiple times. Um, they most recently tried a few months ago, and they're going to try to push it again. Mm-hmm. And it would strip all of the pro-life states that have mm-hmm. pro-life protections for mm-hmm. babies in the womb and to serve mothers. It would take all that away. Mm-hmm. That would all be gone. It would take away parental consent. Mm-hmm. So parents who um, have a young woman, have a young, you know, a child, mm-hmm. um, a young lady, if she were to be faced with an abortion, she could get that abortion and never even tell them. They would never even know. So think about how scary that is. What mm-hmm. if there was a situation in which there was a rapist mm-hmm. uh, and then he was able to cover his tracks with the abortion? That is mm-hmm. horrific to think that the parents would never even know or be informed mm-hmm. of that situation. Mm-hmm. And then it would take away mandatory ultrasound so you can see the baby inside the womb mm-hmm. before that abortion ever takes place. Because as we know, ultrasounds are mm-hmm. a strong deterrent for that abortion. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it would also, things like Christian doctors or medical staff mm-hmm. who conscience-wise don't want to perform the abortion. They mm-hmm. want to be able to opt out. They mm-hmm. would no longer be able to. So that is a very scary prospect. And that's why at Susan B. Anthony Pro-Life America, we are saying we've got to fight back against this. We have mm. got to have something to match this so that way they are not pushing and advancing this. And two other things I want to make your audience aware of. The Biden administration, because of COVID-19, started to do something called mail order abortion. That means that because of COVID-19, they said that people could not go in person to get an abortion. So therefore, you can mail abortion pills. Mm-hmm. Well, what has happened now is COVID-19 national emergency is no longer, but yet they have now made this permanent law. So this is really in some of the battleground of which we were we are seeing in which now abortion pills are being mailed to women, girls without any medical oversight. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, no ultrasounds, no labs, nothing like was done before. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes it doesn't even have to be a doctor or a telehealth. You can just send it to anyone, even if they're not pregnant. Mm-hmm. You can send it to them. And mm-hmm. it could be a third party as well. So that's scary. And then finally, the last the last thing I want to mention is they, um, the Biden administration changed the laws of the um, Veterans Affairs and mm-hmm. Department of Defense, so VA, mm-hmm. Veterans and Military, mm-hmm. in which the VA hospitals now can perform abortions in pro-life states. Um, and now we use taxpayer dollars for that, and we use taxpayer dollars to fund abortion travel for not only service members, but their family as well. So we are footing the bill for that according to what they've put forward. Mm-hmm. It's shocking that so if Christian doctor uh, doesn't want to perform the abortion, um, mm-hmm. what what happened to them? Well, we don't we don't know yet. Um, mm. But th- according to this legislation, mm-hmm. it's saying that they would be forced. I mean, forced mm. to perform the abortions against their conscience. Why do they include these things in there? I don't know. It makes no sense. You know, we hear from them all the time. Oh, the government needs to to get out of this. But then you look at the legislation that they put forward. And in fact, they want the government squarely in it, controlling Mm. uh, not only taxpayer funding of abortions, but also Mm. doctors against their conscience. And so we're saying we need to make sure that we don't just sit on our hands and have something to answer for this so that all of the work that's been done over the last year and a half to protect babies in the womb and to, to give the services to mothers, that they don't take this away, that they don't strip that away. Mm-hmm. That we really are saying this is why it's so important to have a national uh, defense of moms and babies at least by 15 weeks mm-hmm. um, when the baby can feel the pain of the abortion. That's when doctors are giving babies anesthesia in the womb. Wow. So if the Christian doctor has to perform and they don't have a choice, that's a communism. I mean, it's, it's very scary. Yeah. I mean, women can have a right, but Christian doctors cannot have a right for their conscience. Uh, that is absolutely a very controlled authoritarian environment to me. It's scary. <laughs> well, Insom, I think you'll you'll understand this. Whenever you whenever someone wants to advance something that is wrong or disliked, by a majority of people, what do they do? They change the language. So instead of saying, oh, it's just abortion, what they're saying now is it's reproductive justice. It's reproductive rights or freedom. And how can these doctors go against that? And that is so misleading. Oh, wow. That is incredible. So informed consent, parental consent, Mm 24-hour waiting period, mandatory ultrasound, those are all changed. I mean, back yes. to wow, to nothing. They take they all go away. Even think about this. This is just crazy. They, they we also have um, laws for sex selective abortions. Uh, mm-hmm. What I brought up uh, last time about how you know saw growing up that people would use abortions because they didn't want baby girls. Mm-hmm. Um, they just wanted boys. Um, but we have laws in some places in states mm-hmm. against this, mm-hmm. um, that would that would take those away. So you can abort your, if you don't want a baby girl and you find out the gender of your child, you, you can abort them, no problem. Mm. And that is so frightening. Yeah, it is. I mean, 
you mentioned about, I think it was before even program. It's it's difficult to discuss about this issue of abortion, and people are shy away even bringing it up. But uh, I think right. we gotta go past that. This has become very radical against uh, our family in America, and mm-hmm. it, it, it's brutal law that we are trying to enforce it, Women's Health Protection Act. And even right. though there is a provision of uh, abortion for when women face a uh, life and death situation, what else do they want? If it's mm-hmm. well, That's my question. If there is a provision there, what is their motivations to go further than life and death situation? You're you're so right, Insung, in that especially it doesn't seem to be that there are any limits or any boundaries and how far do they continue to go. That mm-hmm. is what is so concerning to me because this is not um, this is not okay or reasonable by any stretch of the imagination. And more than that, it's not reflective mm-hmm. of the American people. Mm-hmm. I mean, the American people are very compassionate. You know, they Absolutely. really, they don't like this. They don't want this type of policy. And yet, mm-hmm. when we read what is inside of this thing, mm-hmm. um, and anyone listening can read it for themselves, I encourage you to look it up, um, Google Women's Health Protection Act. It has all of these elements in there that you can read for yourself. But uh, when we look at polls, I mean, even polls that are, you know, very pro-abortion, they still say the same thing. It's mm-hmm. NPR or Gallup or any of these recent polls from this year. Um, they say Americans, seven and ten Americans, want significant limits on abortion, at least around by the first trimester, 12 to 15 weeks. They do, with with exceptions for rape, incest, and life of the mother, they do not want unlimited abortion on demand up for, you know, six, seven, eight, nine months, like the Democratic Party is saying, with no limits. Mm-hmm. That they are not with them on that. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, we don't have a Democratic Party that is clear or will list any um, limits that they would put. So that's why it's so confusing for so many people. Mm-hmm. And what we are saying is, please be clear. Please be transparent. Put what you believe out on the table so everyone can see it and hear it with their own eyes and ears. And let them make an informed decision. Because mm-hmm. I guarantee you, they will not choose that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a personal, my personal opinion. Throughout the history, if we read the history, unless there is a foreign intervention, uh, this kind of law doesn't pass. I mean, there is mm. something that people has to be aware of it and be educated. And, I mean, do today anybody can have research uh, done through the internet? They have ChatGPT. People can know um, about anything they want to know. I think people have to study about why do we have this radical um, law about abortion. Something, it's not about, we are just kind of putting the name of abortion, make it like very uncomfortable to talk about, but we're talking about our child, children, future generations. Right. And, and for me too, this really resonates with me because you also, in the same conversation, should be talking about what support that mother may need in the most vulnerable time of her life. You know, mm-hmm. um, when you find out you're pregnant, you're a mother, mm-hmm. whether you you know want that pregnancy or don't want that pregnancy. Mm-hmm. 
And so these are very vulnerable times in a woman's life. How can we support her? How can we understand better what circumstances have led her to this to this unwanted pregnancy? And, you know, that's what I experienced in my life. And I was so thankful for people that came alongside of me every step of the way and gave me positive life affirming messages that said, you know what, you may not have a lot of money. You may not have a lot of prospects right now, but you can do this. Mm-hmm. You will be okay. And we're going to help you. That's right. That is what these women need, and that is what they want, regardless of what the media or anyone else tells you. I promise you, I talk to these women every day, and they are so thankful for the support that they find um, in this, and you know, with the pregnancy resource centers. And but we need more. We yeah, need more. That's right. Yeah. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for coming, and thank you so much for what you do. We're so encouraged. Yeah. Thank you, thank Emily. You thank you. Okay, thank you so much for listening. Please listen to the previous program last week and today with Emily Osman from Sujan B. Anthony Pro-Life for America. Thank you for listening yesterday, today, and tomorrow, and we'll be back next week. Thank you. It's intern, John. Celebrate the coziest season with Safeway. They're bringing all the fall flavors to you. From pumpkin everything to caramel apples and all of your seasonal favorites. Make the most of those fireside dinners, game-winning touchdowns, and warm family gatherings. Visit your neighborhood Safeway today or shop online for easy pickup or delivery. They're here to help you spice, season, and savor every moment. Sincerely, Safeway.